And welcome back in Stripe Show Podcast. I'm Travis Fulton. Friday, happy hour edition. It's, well, it's 224 here on the East Coast. We're getting closer anywhere. Um, it's it's past noon. Let's just put it that way. We'll call that happy hour. 90 degrees. Feels like 104. Just got off the lesson tee. Catching up on the PGA Championship. And joining me as always on Friday, Samantha March with the Golf Channel. How you doing, Samantha? Hey, I would argue any time past noon on a Friday qualifies as happy hour. Maybe any time past noon any day. You know, it is what it is, especially on a Friday, though. We're good. Major, major week. Yes, it is. Exciting. Gosh, I just love watching West Coast golf. Got done teaching yesterday, got home, took a shower. Kids were winding down and... You know, players are just making the turn. It was awesome. I love it. We should have primetime golf on the West Coast every single week. I couldn't agree more. And it's it's interesting. My dad was even saying today, like, oh, Tiger doesn't tee off till five. Won't even miss anything after work. So it's it's crazy. Um, the time difference, obviously, with us being in Florida. and But, yeah, the primetime is elite. I it mean, is. they're going to be playing till nine. Nine ten o'clock our time. It's going to be awesome. I know it. And you're going to be working, of course, at the Golf Channel and um, doing all your great work. Follow Samantha on Twitter. But I know you've been uh, in tune with uh, what's going on today. So uh, catch us up here as we uh, get rolling here on the Stripe Show. Yeah. So just to kind of set the stage for what's going on this week, we've got the PGA Tour is at TPC Harding Park in San Francisco. Um, if you don't know that, then... You're not really in tune with what's going on in the world. First major in 12 months and three weeks. It's been over a year. I can't decide if it feels like forever since our last one. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it was as far away as it was, maybe. Um, Brooks Kepka is going for his third in a row. Started off pretty strong yesterday. Shot a couple under. Um, so doing pretty good there. The LPGA is in Toledo, Ohio for its second consecutive week playing the Marathon Classic. Danielle Kang played good yesterday as she also won last week in Ohio. So looking for back-to-back there. And I will give a little shout-out to the U.S. Women's Am is being played in Woodmont Country Club in Rockville, Maryland, which is just outside of Bethesda. Um, And that course holds a very special place in my heart. I qualified for the U.S. Open there in 2012. Oh, wow. So, yeah course is insane i actually shot 78 72 and made it by two really oh yeah course is so hard um greens are so fast so firm uh, i mean i was 18 at the times obviously a while ago where i was playing a lot more fearless in my career before i got to college but um so yeah lots of good golf going on this week um Lots of big events happened yesterday on the golf course, so we yeah. want to get right into news of the day. Yeah, well, before you get to that, you made an interesting point. You're not sure, like, what it feels like right now. Like, it, you know, that's interesting that you said. How many days has it been between the it's last It's been major? over t- – it's 12 months and three weeks, so wow. almost 13 months. Yeah, because we've been treated to such good fields, you know, since mm-hmm. they've come back. I mean, it's just been awesome to see all of these guys – playing so much golf now tiger you know of course hasn't but um i mean every week has been for the most part uh, a terrific field and brooks kept you mentioned open up with four under we're going to see him later on today um you know he's looking good man he just 
he found his ball striking last week. If he puts a lick at all, he probably beats JT last week, and he looked good um, yesterday. Tiger looked good. Um, man, there's just so many little storing lines uh, bubbling up as we come on air here. Hey, hey, Tong Lee is eight under par with a three-shot lead. He's not in my fantasy lineup for crying out loud. He's uh, not in. I didn't even. I forgot that guy existed. To be totally honest with you, but uh, it's going to be good. There's a long ways to go. Harding Park. Um, I want to ask you this before you get to the news. Okay. When you look at TPC Harding, have you played it before? I have not. Is the course playing the way that you were anticipating based upon the news that we were hearing, bits and pieces coming out? Is it is it about what you thought it would be, or is it different? No, I think it's way different. Um, I think a lot of people who were on site, writers and such, were writing, you know, that it was cold and stiff and windy and the rough was so terrible. And then multiple people go out and shoot four and five under, which is typical of any difficult major conditions. But I think it was kind of played up to be like it was going to be this impossible venue. The weather was going to make everybody's back stiff. Um, And I just, I like that it's not living up to that hype almost. I mean, you like to see guys making birdies. I don't typically want to watch a a broadcast of everybody making pars. That's no fun. Um, So I do agree with you, though. I think it's playing a little bit easier. I don't know if that will get harder as the week goes on. Um, But, yeah, I I would agree with you there. I think the scores were a lot lower than I thought they were going to be yesterday. Yeah, I didn't play. The the ballpark wasn't as big as I was thinking. You know, I think JT kind of freaked me out a little bit listening to his press conference on Wednesday. He was like, the course played like 8,000 yards. And, you know, I'm hearing that in, in the heavy marine layer and cold and windy. And I'm like... Okay, so the rough is going to be inconsistent. This is going to be a bomber's paradise. And yet it's it's been really quite different. And I think really, for me, I, I think it's played very well. Um, I, I like it. I, I really like the way the course has been set up. Um, and it just it just seems seems fair. You know, it seems um, like everybody has a chance that brendan todd uh is one of the shortest hitters on tour he's right there at five under and then you know there's jason day he can get it out there dechambeau's moved up to four under now t4 we know what he can do uh and then you kind of got everybody else in between you know you got your fleetwoods and your paul casey's and shefflers who you know medium length um and then there's kepka who bombs it and then there's zach johnson who you know bumps mm-hmm. it so it's uh, it's it's good. Yeah, I think they've done a really good job. I'm curious to see how long it will play um, as we go through the weekend, and and just how cold and how much of the wind is going to play a role. Yeah, I I would agree with you on that. I think it was it was interesting watching the broadcast yesterday. Um, I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting-edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter-weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players 
of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show. Because it is on for 12 hours, you know, <laughs> which right. is awesome. Yeah. But um, I saw a lot of really good shots from the rough. Yes. That based on the people who were hyping up the course and the conditions online on Tuesday, Wednesday, I thought we were going to have hack outs of the rough, hitting wedges just to lay up. Yep. And that just wasn't the case, which I enjoy. I mean, I, I, I don't know how to hit it out of rough like that. So it was kind of fun watching Bryson hit it inside five, 10 feet a couple times from the rough. Yeah, it's, I think the approach, and I don't know this, but I, I, I think the approach is when you kind of get that shabby rough, inconsistent rough, they, they, they're almost half tempting the player to go for it, you know, to try to hit mm-hmm. a shot. So I think from an entertainment standpoint, it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Because it's not just a no brainer, hack it out. You know, sometimes it is, um, but it's not U S open, right? Like the old school U S open days when I was younger. Um, it's almost like, Hey, maybe you can get a hybrid on it. <laughs> you know? Right. And, and then you, you try to take a little bit more and, and you've seen some weird shots. Like Ricky hit one yesterday that went like dead left. You could just see the, he, he was trying to hit like a six iron and it just grabbed it. I mean, just, he should have just hacked it out with a wedge, but it's mm-hmm. been good. It's going to be fun to watch it through the weekend. And of course, some storylines are bubbling up and um, you've got a few to, that uh, are kind of on your mind. Yeah. So yesterday was a pretty entertaining day. Speaking about Thursday, round one at the PGA. Um, it was about as good as it gets. If you look at like a, from a content perspective Yeah. Um, at a major, it was about as good as it gets. You got Brooks Bryson up at the top of the leaderboard. They're in some kind of weird tit for tat feud um that seems pretty one-sided because <laughs> i don't think bryson's saying much about it um and then we have bryson breaks his driver um which i thought i was dreaming when i saw that i was like this is too good this is too good it could if it would have happened to anybody else nobody would have cared no it was just, I was watching it and it's like, of course he broke his driver, right? I mean, of course. It, it just, oh man, I mean, he is, he is the most captivating thing and he really is. Tiger obviously is the biggest name, but outside of that, I mean, you got to, he's must watch TV. And, and, I, and my favorite quote was then Adam Scott saying, well, frankly, I thought it was, <laughs> he was actually going to be hitting it longer. <laughs> it's just beautiful. I mean, even Adam Scott's kneeled him for crying out loud. Adam Scott's the nicest person in the world, and he yes. feels, and he feels like he's got to throw a needle. In. I mean, it's just it's. I love it. Um, I'm surprised that Kepka has challenged another player's way in the way that he goes about his craft. I mean, you you don't hear that ever in golf ever. Like, you know, all these guys are great players, and they've got their their own way, and they do different things, but. You know, Kepka's like, come on, man, just get away from track, man, and go just just go play golf. It's like that's not what Bryson does. You know, I mean, Bryson mm-hmm. goes about hit a little bit differently than than Brooks. But on the outside looking in, and we're talking about it, it's it's really it's 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 good. I mean, I love it. I love the banter back and forth. I, I wish Bryson would just push back a little bit. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think you know, I was talking to one of my coworkers about it about this feud or this little, you know, little tit for tat that they're in, you know, making fun of each other, but it's really just Brooks. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And I just, I find it hard. I, you know, you see all over Twitter, people say, oh, Bryson's so annoying. It's so annoying. He's always in the storylines. And that's the word that I see the most to talk about him is annoying or either people are annoyed by him. And I find it difficult to be annoyed or have an issue with somebody who says they're going to do something and they do it. Yeah. I mean, he's, he said he was going to gain this weight and start hitting it further and being in contention. And that's exactly what he's done. Is, um, is Bryson in your eyes arrogant or confident? Where would you, where would that fall for you? I think that I used to think he was arrogant. And then I don't know if you saw his post round, um, scrum yesterday with, uh, Tom Rinaldi. He looked happier, had maybe the best press conference I've ever seen from him. He was happy. He was talking really, you know, lightly and smiling. And even after he broke his driver, he turned to the camera and was explaining to them what was going on. I mean, a month ago, he would have never done that. Yeah, he was rolling pretty good at the time, though, too. So there was. Yeah, that's true. You know, he was playing good. Um, You know, he just didn't hit two or three out of bounds like we saw you know, a few weeks ago. And then he had the. But. You know, it's interesting with Bryson. I find myself probably being more annoyed with Brooks than I do Bryson. Um, You know, Brooks seems to be taking the Michael Jordan approach where it's like he's just creating his own feuds, I think, for motivation to some degree. Um, And, you know, he's the one that has the back and forth with a lot of different people, right? And has a lot to say about a lot of people. And that's fine, you know, and and that's his, his prerogative. But I, I think for me, that's probably where I get a little bit more annoyed if I had to put the annoying aspect to it or label to it. I mean, what are we we're, what are we up to now with Brooks? I mean, you know, it was it was Bryson and then or not Bryson. It was uh, Brandel Chambly. Um, you know, then he had something to say about Paige McKenzie and her comments. Um, and now we're here with uh, with Bryson. I'm missing one, too, by the way. I, I'm, there's another one slipping my mind at this point. But there's there's a there's a solid four different feuds going on with him um, that seems yeah. to be self motivating to some degree. He enjoys it. Um, he's fueled by it. He he simply doesn't care. And you know that's Brooks. But I think Bryson's more. Bryson, I think, comes across a little bit of um, the younger, immature type or style that you you almost kind of give him the benefit of the doubt a bit. You know, like he's a kid. He's having fun. He's bombing it miles he's making so much money he's he's doing things that no one has done and 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 i think all of it's moving very fast for him you know and he's trying to you know in in, trying to trying to make sense of it all really and 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 get it to all add up because that's that's what he does so you know it's but it's captivating I, i find myself wanting to watch bryson you know in the featured groups there's two options I picked Bryson's group because I wanted to see what he was doing. Um, so I think it's great. I wish he pushed back a little bit. Um, I, I, I can't wait for these two to get locked up this weekend. They're they're both right there. And, oh, by the way, Patrick Reed is now four under par and tied for fifth place. Um, it's going to be great. This leaderboard is really bubbling up. We just need like a two under today from Tiger. Yeah, I completely agree. I was going to go to go to Tiger next. Um, but what did you think about him yesterday? Because I didn't 
I didn't feel as nervous as I thought I was going to. Obviously, we haven't seen him in a while. He looked really good. He went to the range after his round. I don't feel like that's something we see a ton anymore now that he's a little bit older. Um, what What were your thoughts? Well, I mean, it, it was it was his best opening round in quite some time um, in a major championship. I, I think the very first hole on 10, that up and down was huge. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the 10th the, the, the par 5 is probably the easiest hole in the course. And he hit just an awful second shot that went way over there to the right. And then he followed it up with just an incredible, like, 30-yard flop. I mean, just incredible. Mm-hmm. And then he made a nice little fast putt. I thought that was huge um, to kind of just get him going, you know. I mean, just right out of the gate, he's one under. He birdies the hole that he should. And then just in typical Tiger fashion, he kind of – you know, he plays conservative. Um, he plays conservative really in round one the most. And then as he just kind of gets comfy, he just works into the round. And then all of a sudden he goes back to back birdies on four, five, and then he birdies seven, which was his back nine, you know, and he just kind of, it's almost like he just hit the gas pedal a little bit, you know, and um, I, I thought it was as good of clean as round as he could have played. I mean, he had a couple weird shots. I mean, the bogey on eight was not mm-hmm. ideal, but all in all, he, Tiger had to walk out of there feeling really, really good uh, about the way things went. And now in afternoon tea time, um, hopefully the back will be loosened up. And I don't see any reason why he can't go out there and shoot two under again. Yeah, I will say watching his round um, was mostly on the ESPN Plus because he went off earlier yesterday um, that I saw a lot of longer putts from both Tiger and various players in the field that were made. I felt like I was seeing long putts every two seconds that were made, um, which I felt like was interesting, not because Tiger doesn't typically make long putts, but he typically, you know, makes those 10 to 15 footers are kind of his bread and butter. And I saw maybe two or three from him outside 30 feet, which is, which I thought was incredible. Um, and I saw some from some other players as well. So I did think that the greens looked a little flat. Have you been there? Are the greens as flat as they look on? Yeah, on- they're, they are flat. Um, there's not a lot to them. And, you, you know, I think there's probably some, some pin placements that we'll see that'll have a little more slope, but um, but I, in, in typical Tiger fashion, very methodically putting it in the right spot of the green to have those flatter looks. Uh, I think to your point, I think you make an excellent point with this putting. His distance control was good. And I think he had to walk away from that round. And that probably what is what he felt the best about because he's been struggling with his distance control. I mean, history put avoidance is dead last on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. And so for him to be that settled in distance control wise, probably was the biggest positive of the day, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree there. Um, Brendan Todd up there again, five under yesterday. Your boy. Like How you feeling? Yeah, it's like there's that name again, right? I mean, the dude just hits the fairway of the green, makes like three or four putts, and then he shoots four. I mean, it's like, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable is what it is. It, it He's just so damn solid, and his putting stroke is just cash. I mean, his putting stroke is so good. I mean, it, it is just pure. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's going to be – I don't see him fading. I mean, I see him hanging around, you know. Um, yeah, a um, bunch of people on – 
Twitter making fun of, not making fun, making light of 2020 player of the year, Brennan Todd, just because of how often yeah. he's been up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the last year, he's he's been there a lot. He's won, what, twice now? Yeah. Um, yeah. So one other thing. Yeah, one other thing we need to talk about that I'm looking at the leaderboard right now is Patrick Reed is all of a sudden P5. Patrick Reed now two under. Um, yeah. Three birdies, three birdies and a bogey. He's he's birdied both par fives, you know, just hanging around, right? He's going to hang around. There he is. I, I tell you, there's two names that are a little surprising to me. Well, one name that's surprising, one that has played some great golf. Paul Casey surprises me. He, he played awful last week. Awful. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's a terrific ball striker and not a good putter. So we'll see how long his putting can hold up. I mean, hey, Tong Lee, I mean, no one saw that coming. I mean, he's he's eight under for crying out loud with a three-shot lead. But Jason Day's playing some golf. I got to tell you, I mean, this guy was absolutely clean yesterday. Five birdies. He has all of a sudden found his stroke scan approach play. And, you know, that was his weakness. And that's one of the most important stats in golf. But all of a sudden here in the last month, this guy, um, stroke scan approach to the green, he's gaining now three strokes in round one, fourth. And we all know he can putt. I mean, putting's not the issue. If his iron game is this good, um, look out. He knows how to win. He's done it 12 times, including a PGA championship. So um, it, it's it's going to be that's – that's a name that I'm going to be watching um, – as we continue on in the weekend, there's Fleetwood four under. You can see that coming. This is a good place yeah. for him. One note and, about uh, Jason Day um, from yesterday. You know, he's obviously every single interview he's asked about his back, um, and he said that he lathers his back, and I guess it's a product called Deep Heat. Um, so I assume it's like icy hot without the icy. And he said, he literally said this, quote unquote, he tries to burn his back off, like burn his skin off with oh, how wow. much, the, with how much he puts on there to prepare for, prepare for a round. Wow. So still, still protecting against it. Sure. But I mean, five under yesterday, pretty good. Very good. So I saw your tweet bent out of shape. We got, and I saw people were lighting you up. I gotta, we gotta move to my favorite segment here of the, of the Friday show. It's my new favorite thing. Um, and then I just get to sit there and get mad watching all of these <laughs> replies, too. It's great. It's a great thing to get me to start drinking for the Happy Hour podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so I scheduled the tweet to go out about 9 o'clock this morning, you know, get people waking up, just immediately mad. So we've got um, – Somebody said they were mad that Bryson got to replace his driver um, yesterday. And what I will say to that is that that was actually a local rule that is PGA Championship specific. So you can't always replace your driver. Um, But PGA Championship specific, you can. It's a local rule because it was not damaged in and like an angry act like he didn't slam it on the ground and do it on purpose if that makes sense right um so that's what i felt like a lot of people um on golf twitter weren't weren't understanding yesterday yeah um okay with it it'd be like a baseball player you know breaking his bat and then and then not being able to get another bat right exactly um very 
common one was paying $5 to watch ESPN Plus. Uh, very common one. I will say that, you know, I work for Golf Channel. I obviously don't have to say anything nice about any other coverage, but it was incredible coverage it in was, the morning. Yeah. I felt like I saw more golf shots than I've seen on a yep. coverage in a really long time. <laughs> um, and I and I and I really I like Sean McDonough. I wish he did more golf. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Van Pelt, David Duvall is great. I think in the number two chair, there's no one better than Kratzer on the course. Um, you know, this morning I was listening McDonough, Duvall, and Kratzer, and I'm like, this is. This feels comfy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Definitely, I like this. I like this, and they showed so much golf. I think they've done a great job. I think it's worth every penny of the four ninety nine. Yeah, and then I, I had somebody who tried to get in a Twitter fight with me yesterday, and let's just everybody listening, let's just not do that because I'll get mad. And I got mad at this guy because he was like, "Well, it's five ninety nine or four ninety nine, and then I'll forget to cancel it." And then it'll be more expensive. And I'm like, okay, so you're mad about something that's literally your fault. Okay, that's cool. That's a a you problem. Exactly. A couple people said that the coverage was different when it switched over to ESPN, which under my assumption and what I, from what I understand is that when it switches to ESPN on the television, that is the CBS crew that is producing that. Yes. Correct. Okay. So that's why it was different. Wanted to get your feedback on that if that was correct. Yeah, I think it is. It's, it's, it's the CBS crew. You had the Immelman brothers, you had Nance, um, Dottie Pepper, you know, so it, now I, I would assume they're producing it, you know, right. from the back end. But uh, yeah, it, it, it felt CBS um, when they switched to TV. Now that could be a good or bad thing, depending upon what you think of that. Personally, I, you know, I, I feel like NBC is the best crew for me, at least. And then mm-hmm. I, I really like the ESPN, what they've done. I mean, that's kind of one and one A for me. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like yesterday was the first really that I've ever seen on ESPN Plus. And to know that PGA Tour Live will be going to ESPN Plus, if that's the kind of coverage we're going to get, I feel I feel very satisfied yeah. with that. Yeah, I think you should feel good about where everything's going there. Yeah. And then somebody else was mad about Tommy Fleetwood's cardigan. <laughs> um, yesterday, which was pretty bad. And then Adam Scott is dressed like a fig Newton today. So what is that all about? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do feel like you should be able to have some say in what you wear if it's going to mean that you have to wear that. But, you Adam know, it Scott is Adam Scott had the quote of the day. I mean, I, I don't care what anybody says. I couldn't, I, I laughed for 30 seconds. Yeah. When he said pretty that. Pretty good. It was. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, I think that's it for what had to spin out of shape. You know what I'm mad about is 93 degrees and 100% humidity. Um, yeah, it's pretty hot. And it's very strange to watch someone play in a stocking hat, golf in a stocking hat, which I saw in the morning. Like they were wearing a stocking hat. And I'm standing here thinking, goodness gracious, there's some different weather in San Francisco than that. that yeah. Mm-hmm. It just I, makes me rethink this whole Florida thing. I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess the question becomes in the Bay area, you wear a coat every single day. You must have to, it's the middle of summer and it's that cold. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't, I mean, San Francisco, it's cool. Like I've been there. It's a great, you know, Bay area is cool. 
it's awesome. Yeah. But, like, man, when I grew up in the Northwest, I grew up in some weather, but it's hot in the summer. Like, you don't, you know, there's days you don't have to put a jacket on, but I'm sitting there watching it like, okay, this is August. Like, we're, like, this is August. Hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're out there in jackets with a stocking hat on. I'm like. What? Jason Day had those big Nike mitts on. Those big gloves. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. That's I'm out on that. I'm out on that. <laughs> got to keep the back hot, the hands hot. All of it's got to stay hot. Oh, that's funny. All right. Okay. So I've been thinking you got you have our you have our uh, quote of the day. You have a fun fact for us, right? Not a quote of the day, but a fun fact to send us fun into fact, the weekend. Um, so TPC Harding Park was named after the 29th president of the United States, whose name is Warren Harding. And he played golf a lot, big golf guy. And he died while he was staying at the Palace Hotel in San Francisco two years before TPC Harding Park was built and opened. Mm. And so it is named after a former U.S. president. So that's pretty cool. That is very cool. It's a great golf area. It really is. Amateur golf is huge in the area. Um, there, there, I mean, there's some really, really cool golf courses right there on, you know, around the lake and, um, it looks beautiful. I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, what happens, um, and how it all plays out. One of the guys that's from there is Jaime Diaz, who you probably know at the golf channel. I do. Good guy. He is a good guy. And he will be joining me on Monday on the Stripe show to talk PGA championships, full recap, no one better. I love Jaime's perspective, his commentary. No one knows the area better than him. He grew up literally, I believe, like a mile and a half from the golf course, right? Yeah. Um, So super excited. He texted me. He said he is in. So you won't want to miss that Stripe show. Samantha, you're the best. I love these Friday happy hours. I know you have to go to work at the Golf Channel. Um, And let's just hope this leaderboard continues to bubble up. Because um, I, I just think we're in for a Bryson, Brooks, Reed. <laughs> I love it. Tiger. This is what we live for. Right? This is what the content people live for. Where the hell did Tong Lee come from? I don't know. But maybe the, we- maybe the afternoon wave will just like bump him down a little bit because <laughs> I don't know how I feel about a Hao Tong Lee lead on the website. I don't know how I feel about editing a Hao Tong Lee column right now. I'll be honest with you. So well, you'll do anyway, great. thank you for your time. Have a great rest of the afternoon and everyone out there have a safe and fun weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday with Jaime Diaz, Drive Show Podcast. See you. See ya. Boy, oh boy. Wasn't it nice to see the guys back out on the court over the weekend? We're all excited to see what week two of the basketball restart has in store for all of us. And if that isn't enough excitement for you, DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is offering you a shot at a share of millions of dollars every day. This week, if you haven't tried it, fantasy basketball, well, it's easy to play. Just pick eight players, stand to the salary cap, and pile up the points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. There's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete for a share of millions of dollars. But if basketball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's major. Get in on the action before the golfers tee off on Thursday for a shot at a $1 million top prize. With millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code TRAVIS. 
to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes every day this week. That's promo code Travis to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes every day this week only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.